Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. And... um I know it's been so quick last, um, this past Friday, I was on and I, I had my friend Philip Mangan on the show. Check that out, um, blogtalkradio.com forward slash the spilled tea. Um, (laughs) One little thing that I I did, I also warn you, it's been a while. So my intro is about 21 seconds, but there's like a little silence at the end after the guy talks. So I tried to like cut out the silence, but instead I ended up pushing the button and it restarted the opening. So um, that's why just now I was like, don't touch anything. Just let it run out. So um, look for that little fumble in the beginning. But um, yeah, back for season six of um, this show, and I have with me my friend Frank, who was previously in uh, another episode last year. Say hi, Frank. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad to have him on. Um, Haven't really done the show for a couple months, just been concentrating on other things, so I want to get back to it. And Philip was my first guest, and right after Philip, I said, Frank, you have to come on. Frank has been through um, a couple of changes since he last came on, so I wanted to talk to him about that, get into some other topics. Um, But let's get into the show. First, I just want to give a quick blurb about what's been going on with me since I didn't do it with Philip. Uh, Still at my same job, just celebrated five years this past August. Um, actually on October 19th, which was yesterday, I celebrated five years of being back in Boston, um, October 19th, 2014, I, I moved back in Boston for, I feel like the final time. I think this is pretty much my own now. And I feel good about that. Um, I was telling Frank, I live back in Dorchester. Um, when I first moved in 2014, I lived in Dorchester for two years. Then for a year, I lived in Randolph. Now I'm back in Dorchester. I think I have the noisiest upstairs neighbors in history. Um, it reminds me of that Facebook video I was telling him about where that couple, they're doing a parody, but it's like they're bowling. They're using uh, whips and chains on the ground. This is exactly what this guy is doing. It is constant. And, I mean, I've talked to him face-to-face. I've complained to the landlord. The landlord told me to call a cop. Like, I've done everything, but he still persists. So, whatever. I'm not going to hold ill will towards him. I'm going to send him positive vibes. I hope he gets his shit together, but he needs to stop because he's annoying. Um, (laughs) That's all I'm going to say about him. Other than that, um, what else has been going on with me? I do daily affirmations, and it kind of, like, centers my day and sets my goal. I really 
truly, honestly do not have bad days anymore. Um, I'll have a bad moment throughout the day, but it's not like, oh, I had a horrible day. Um, I really try to be positive, more positive than I've ever been in my life. And my two babies are out. I um, have both my books, The Ice Princess and The Family Portrait. They are fully edited. They are on Amazon Prime. Um, sorry, on Amazon Kindle. They're on the Amazon website iTunes, Google Play, um, Barnes and Noble website, they're everywhere. And I'm so, so happy that they're finally perfect the way that I, I want them to be. Um, haven't really put energy into the It Girl, which is the third one. I'm kind of waiting. I'm not sure what, but I don't even know the direction of how I want that book to go. So, yeah, so just been going to movies trying to center myself and yeah that's pretty much it um frank what what's been up with you what's changed since the last time you were on well um a year is quite a long time (laughs) um (laughs) i don't even remember half the stuff i said i guess a year ago on this show um you were on old you were at old navy yeah i think Yes, I was just going to say that's one thing. Hello? Did you drop us? I disconnected a second. (laughs) I I just mic dropped before I even. (laughs) Definitely. Mic drop. Okay. That's how you do it. (laughs) Boom. No, but um, I I was part of Old Navy. Um, Mm -hmm. I left there. At least a few months ago, um, I don't know if anyone from there is going to be listening, but honestly, it was it was just my time. It was definitely yeah. a decision I had to in order to really truly live the life that I want to live. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. when I get into something like that, for example, I just get I can get really passionate about pretty much anything and really hardworking and driven. And that's what happened in that company. But the problem is when it's not your end goal, it's not your dream, you just start to feel stuck. You start to get frustrated more easily than someone else where that career path is their dream. So I just Mm -hmm. knew after six years being with that company, I had to unfortunately leave. Um, However, I've been staying super busy super busy like every month seems different (laughs) i um let's see i am about to start i've done one year of my master's degree in clinical psychology so i'm about to start the 28th of this month back again (laughs) thank you um let's see i'm working on i'm kind of going back and forth between two books which i know is not what not with an author. I mean, Emmy could probably tell you, probably not the best um, thing to do when you're a writer <laughs> is going back and nope. forth. I just, I, I definitely have a hard time focusing because one is more nonfiction and the other is fiction. So when I don't feel as creatively like imaginative, that's when I'll switch back to the nonfiction and just start writing out so that I don't get stuck in some sort of writer's block. <laughs> um, that's the best the, way to do it, actually. It really oh, is because well, that's good like, just like you said, yeah, just like you said, you don't get stuck in a writer's block. 
I constantly do that. I haven't, I, I go to the it girl here and there, and it's been like two or three years. But, yeah, you're doing exactly, and, and another thing, do not let anyone tell you what your writing process should be. You create your own, so I'm, I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. I mean, you have two books out. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then my last big project that I've been working really hard at as well is my business. Um, it's called Pure Frank. It is part of a bigger company called Pure Haven. And if anyone doesn't know what Pure Haven is, it is um, a company located in Johnston, Rhode Island. Um, it is the facility is USDA certified organic, which is really hard to do. Um, but you have to go through tons of um, tests and processes to be able to claim that title. So I know this company worked really hard to get that label on. Um, and our mission that we share is to eliminate all toxins and toxic ingredients from the home. Um, we spend a lot of time picking out the best phone technology or which filter makes us look the best, but something that actually benefits our health that we should add a few minutes into looking into are the ingredients on our personal care products, which is how I got into this. Um, Ingredients like propylene glycol and triclosan and fragrance are very popular ingredients in our personal care products, but they're highly toxic and they can affect our health negatively over time. Um, Our hormones get disrupted. We have we face skin irritations, and you could even develop cancer with enough buildup. And with unfortunately with personal care products, most people use those every day, which means the buildup is definitely going to increase at a faster rate. Mm-hmm. Gotcha! Wow, that's amazing. How did you get involved with this? Um, so it start, I started two years ago. So while mm-hmm. I was part of Old Navy, I also had started this big project. Um, I, mm-hmm. I don't know how to take a break. <laughs> but um, okay. our, mut- <laughs> our um, mutual friend, actually, Jess, um, I, I've known her for years, but she had started in the company a month before myself, started her own business mm-hmm. through Pure Haven. And I had went to a party one day. I, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't, my mind was kind of everywhere. I was in a new relationship. I was just happy <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had remembered, I'd remembered little pieces, and I ordered at least a skincare set because it has taken me so many years to find. I've gone through hundreds of thousands of dollars looking for the right skincare because, um, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I've had, my skin either dry out, get super red, break out even more from products. So I just was getting really frustrated and tired of wasting so much money. When I used this skincare system, honestly, some of the best results I ever received. And then learning more about the company and how careful they are about putting the ingredients in was just that extra benefit of, wow. Um, so long story short, my that new relationship had ended. And I was feeling definitely, like, depressed and down. I didn't really know what to do with myself or, um, or my time or anything. But then I remembered um, Pure Haven and just, like, talking to Jess. And Jess had also given me really good advice through that experience. And out of nowhere, I was like, I just 
want to, I'm like, let me just start a business. Let me put my energy into something more positive instead of just crying again and eating ice cream because mm-hmm. that's what I'm so used to doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that was pretty much how all this was born, and I don't regret a moment of it. I've really gotten far with this, and it just feels good. Thank you, X, for being the change I needed. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, well, that's great. And so what type of product does um, Pure Haven sell? Tons, actually. Um Mm-hmm. There, I just knew the skincare, but they also yep. sell. Oh my god, I almost, I'm sorry, I almost dropped my phone. Mic drop again, <laughs> boom, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we sell um, the skincare products. There's um, stuff for your hair, for your body in the shower, or um, any like lotions. There's um, actually cleaning products. There's a few products for your pets. There's stuff for kids and babies, pretty much the entire family. Um, a new men's skincare set. Pretty much products for the entire family to cover everyone. Nice. And where can they? Where can people go to a link or um, to find these this stuff, especially for you? So yeah, my link. If you go to www.phfrank.com. Um, that will show the shop link that will um, show you information on how to earn these products for free by hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll show information on if you want to buy in yourself and start a business. Um, you can get a 30 to 35% discount on products for yourself, which is great. Um, yeah, so those are, yeah, definitely www.phrank.com is my main website. Nice. Well, awesome. That's so awesome that you're doing this. Thank you. And I'll um, send out the link later on um, after the show's over. Um, But also, I wanted to find out, aside from, you know, the ending of your relationship, changing jobs, what else has been going on in the two books? I was like, let's see, what else? What else have I fit in? Um, right. Ugh, that's a tough one. I mean, I've definitely been staying busy with all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I actually, I'm because <laughs> I just thought about like talk about like really staying busy. I um, before I had left Old Navy, I had met um, this nice old man who's retired from the post office and we, mm-hmm. we would get into these long conversations and pretty much he just was always telling me about how great the post office was. And I also thought about how much um, that the post office plays a role in my business as well. And I mm-hmm. decided to go for, um, I decided to try to get my foot in the door at the post office nice. at the beginning of November, I'm actually going to be um, working there for like a month or two. Nice. Congrats, see? And had <laughs> you not you. been at Old Navy and had you not broken up with that jerk um, and, <laughs> and been like with Pure Haven, none of this would be happening. So that's awesome. Exactly. And I mean, some of my best friends have come from um, 
Old Navy and I'm meeting new friends mm-hmm. through Pure Haven. I just I feel like everything really does happen for a reason and yeah, I wouldn't be where I was today, not just physically but emotionally and mentally. Absolutely. I totally agree. Well, awesome. That's great. So now everybody's caught up on both of us. Now let's get started into the meat of this uh, podcast. Um, I was telling Frank some of the topics of the show beforehand, and one of the things I mentioned was Jennifer Aniston. And the reason why I mentioned her is because Jen Aniston, and, and I want to put this in perspective for everybody, five days ago, this woman joined Instagram. Now, Instagram's been around for forever, but she's been pressured, like, for the past two weeks. Um, shout out to Wilmar Fuji on E. Hi, Will. Love you. Um, he actually was saying, uh, hey, Jen, why aren't you on Instagram? She's like, I don't know. And he's like, I need you to be on Instagram. So everybody can say that they took credit. He was the first person to tell her within the past two weeks on camera. So. Again, five days ago, this woman joined Instagram. She has three posts. Three. She has 14.1 million followers in five days. Wow. Can you believe that? So, Talk about effective posting. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. 14.8 million. Sorry. Um, wow. What did you just say? I said, talk about effective posting. <laughs> oh, I thought you did a, a friend's pun. Sorry. Okay. So oh, my no. point is mentioning. Pivot. Pivot. Oh, my God. That's my favorite friend thing. Like, everybody talks about, like, Ross and Rachel. Everyone talks about um, the monkey. I talk about the pivot. That is my favorite friend's thing ever. Oh, my Me gosh. Too. It's so funny. But the reason I mentioned it is because I wanted to ask you, Frank, is there anything that you have ever done after it had trended, like late in the game? I want to start off with something kind of light for this show. So so what it so what do you mean exactly? Like for me, um I would say the thing I got into kind of late in the game, it, it's part of, I'm going to talk in more depth later, but um, it's a TV show called Station 19. Yeah, it's been out for two seasons, and I just randomly got into it. Um, I really do like it, but I can't stand the lead character. But, um, yeah, stuff like that. Like, that's that's one thing that I've got into kind of late in the game, and it's all, it's been everywhere and everybody's talking about it and I was like, Yeah, no thanks and then I finally got into it. What about you? Um so the first thing that came to my mind was people were always telling me, Have you ever seen that show Jane the Virgin? Yeah. I like saw like one episode. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came out years ago. I, there was like five seasons. Mm-hmm. I just watched it all like maybe this past month, um, but yeah. that obviously came out years ago, and I never, I always heard about it, but I just was like, oh, no, like, there's other shows that I'd rather watch that just sounded more interesting, but then it just kept coming up, 
So, yeah, I did decide to – I joined that really late. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like – I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I miss out on things more than joining things late. Like yeah. um, Game of Thrones, I never got to watch at all. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. even get to join. I, I didn't even get to leave the chat. I just completely missed that ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because you say that, and we might as well just get into the movie reviews because here's another one. I actually got into Downton Abbey. Um, for some reason, I was so compelled to watch the movie. So, um, I, and well, when, when Downton Abbey came out, I think it was like season two or three, I tried to watch it and I was like, oh my God, this is so boring. I, ugh, awful. So the movie came out recently and I ended up going to see it without with just that, I think I got through four episodes of the first season, and I loved the movie so much that I went back and I watched all six seasons. Um, I ended up going back two more times to watch the movie. I watched it halfway when I was halfway done with the third season, and then I watched it again when I was done with the sixth season. Um, the thing I like about Downton Abbey, well, British shows in general, is the longest season was they call their um, they call their season series, and so their longest so they had six series, and the longest series was nine episodes long. So I was banging those suckers out left and right, um, but I love it. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I love it. And then Downton Abbey made like over five hundred million, so um, gonna have a sequel. Wow. So yeah, I, I could be wrong about the number. I'm just like being exaggerating. But um, yeah, I'm like I'm so obsessed with that show. And I and when it first came out, I was like, oh my god, you people, that's a white person thing. I can't stand you people. Downton Abbey, oh, Downton Abbey, okay. Um, so here are the stats for it. So when you have a movie, it has to make double its budget to make a profit. So this movie was made for $20 million. I was so way off at how much it made. It made $164 million. That's still a lot. Still, uh, after $100 million, it's considered a blockbuster hit. So, yeah. And I'm sure it's going to have, like, so many Oscar nominations for the costume is amazing, the cinematography, like, oh, oh, my God. Anyway, um, so let's, you know, keep with the lightness. Um, what movies have you seen? Because I've seen a bunch of movies. Um, have you seen Maleficent, The Mistress of Evil? I have not, and I really hate to be this person. I haven't seen Uh-oh. the first one either. <sighs> I'm, I'm really movie. bad with movies. There's like one new one I think I've seen, and and I that normally I wouldn't even watch that type of movie. But we'll get to that in a second, later. Okay. So I just saw it yesterday. It just came out. So I was gonna forgive you, but then you said you hadn't seen the first one. So yeah. So what I did yesterday, 
Frank. I watched the first one <laughs> through Hulu. Another mic drop. And I, I loved it. Like, I loved it even. Yeah, you you and the mic drop. It's fine. I'm going to put um, it yeah, I, somewhere safe. I loved the first one even more watching it because whatever you may think about Angelina Jolie personally, she is a solid actress. And it was like she was teaching a master class in acting. The things that Maleficent does, and basically, do you even know the story of Maleficent? A little bit. So it's the retelling of Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent's point of view. So in Sleeping Beauty, this witch comes to the the castle, curses a, a baby, on her 16th birthday, she's going to prick her finger on a spindle and end up in a deep sleep, and only true love's kiss will wake her. Well, in the movie Maleficent, the thing is, there's a whole backstory to Maleficent and why she curses this baby girl. And it's because, and whatever, you haven't seen it, so you probably don't even care. Um, I do care. <laughs> I wouldn't be mm-hmm. here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Aurora's dad did her dirty. Um, Aurora's dad, Stefan, was Maleficent's true love of her life, and he did her dirty. I'm not going to say what he did, but what he did made me cry all over again. I was watching it yesterday, ugly crying in my room. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did that. And he did it for power. So... Mm. She cursed his child because he had everything she wanted. He had this life she wanted. She wanted. She just wanted to be with him. But she was a fairy from the moors, and the, the moors is an enchanted forest where animals and plant life, everything comes to life, right? So um, she cursed the baby, and but then she ended up falling not falling in love in the traditional sense, but falling in love in a motherly way with Aurora because what he did, um, her dad sent her away to be with fairies but didn't know that Maleficent would be in the vicinity. He wanted her to be away so the day after her 16th birthday she can come back to the castle. So, what? of course, you know, what happens is she gets to the castle, she picks her finger, and true love's kiss ends up waking her, but the twist is who kisses her. Oh, my God. It's just, it's an amazing movie. And the second movie, um, Maleficent is now, like, the godmother, uh, surrogate mom of Aurora, and Aurora propo- it gets proposed to by Prince Philip. And oh. the whole point of the movie is Aurora now takes, Maleficent to meet Philip's parents and his mother Queen Ingress she ain't having Maleficent so there's a tug of war and you kind of were like who's the bad person here but um, yeah it's such a good movie um, I also I, I like my when friends, oh, go ahead go ahead I was just going to say I like, I like when movies <clears throat> show both sides I know because yeah. there's books too with these Disney villains. I like how they show both mm-hmm. sides 
um, pretty much this movie just sounds like, I feel like the moral of this movie is that men suck <laughs> and why men are great till they got to be great. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that it still keeps the tradition, because it still says, you know, legends say this is what happened, this is the story, but this is the actual story. And, um, and then in the second one, it starts off with even though the first happened, people still wanted to believe the bad story. And so, yeah, it's really good. Um, my friend James is going to kill me because I, I, I actually found this movie without him. Um, it's called Judy with um, Renee Zellweger. And the reason why he's going to kill me is because um, we were trying to figure out where to see the movie Judy, and it wasn't playing in Lux level. And so... I, <laughs> It's such a stupid, funny story, but he and I laugh about it. And then I'm like, oh, my God. It's not even playing at the luck level. Fucking Judy. And, like, <laughs> now every time we talk to each other, we're like, fucking Judy. And that's the thing we do to each other. But anyway, um, Renee Zellweger will win an Oscar. She was phenomenal as Judy Garland. Oh, good. Phenomenal. Like, Oh my God, the shit that Judy Garland went through from the time she was 14 until the time she died, everybody was in her shit, giving her this, giving her that, telling her this, telling her that. This woman was fucked up, but it was, and I'm not going to ever say this ever again in my life. This was not her fault. She had developed a pattern and she just, Oh, that poor girl. Poor girl. I just was, like, so emotional just watching her downfall. It was so sad. If you haven't seen it, you should, Frank. Um, I I definitely, I'm curious. I like Judy Garland. Yeah. And the thing is, Renee is really singing. She sounds like her speaking voice, and she sings like her. I mean, Judy has a bigger projection because she's a professional singer, but Renee killed it. When she sang Somewhere Over the Rainbow, I was like, chill. Oh, my God. Um, another dissension into madness. <laughs> um, Joker, let me just tell you, I wrote a very simple review on this movie. Very simple. I didn't give away spoilers. Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens in this movie. This is not a superhero movie. This is an origin movie of a mentally ill person. The Jack Nicholson Joker, the Heath Ledger Joker, the Jared Leto Joker. This explains why this person is so fucking nuts. He literally is the victim of mental illness. From the day he yeah. was born until today. Um, this guy, it was, it was one of those things where, like, the system really failed him. He, um, his name is Arthur Fleck. Joaquin Phoenix better get an Oscar. Oh, my fucking God. This movie had me in my feelings as I was, we, I was driving home. Um, he plays a character who 
He's on like seven different medications. He's seeing a therapist. And I swear to you, he doesn't say a word, but there is a part in the movie where he smiles and, and I'm just like, that's where he cracked. That's where he lost his shit. And it is the biggest character study I've ever seen in a movie. It, oh, it, oh my God. Have you seen that one? I have, I like, I have not seen yeah. that newest one, but uh-huh. I do, I've always loved the Joker and Harley Quinn storylines within the whole Batman mm-hmm. franchise. Um, I heard yeah. that movie, the newest one did do really well in the box office. Oh my gosh. Like it broke records. And the funny part is when I first heard about it, I was like, another movie can DC and Warner Brothers get their shit together. This is so stupid. I don't want to see it. Let me just tell you, it was made for $70 million. So to break even it had to, and make a profit, it had to make $140 million. Yeah. It's made $737 million. Wow. It was released October 4th. <laughs> okay. It's broken so many records. I want to say, I, I'm looking on Wikipedia. I can't even, maybe there's 15 here. Like, it is insane how amazing this movie is. And it's already been nominated for a couple of awards. It's won every award that it's been nominated for. It's been nominated for about seven awards. It's won every one except for one. So, yeah, just insane, insane movie. Um, the director, oddly enough, the director and co-writer is the guy that did The Hangover. <laughs> Put that in perspective. Um, That's interesting. I did not know that. Right. Yeah, Todd Phillips. Yes, Todd Phillips. He wanted to make this as a standalone movie. So, for all you Joker fans out there, there is going to be a Harlequin Joker movie and possibly Joaquin and Margot Robbie will be in that. So look for that. Um, I love both. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Um, But we'll see how um, Birds of Prey does with Margot Robbie next year. So, Um, But yeah, intense movies. I saw I saw a bunch of movies. I just wanted to give a fall preview. I saw Jexy, and Jexy's about a um, like a Siri type app on a phone that kind of takes over this kid's life. It's so funny. Um, I saw Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez or Jennifer Lopez, sorry, and. Um, <laughs> I always do that. I need to stop. She's a good person. Um, (laughs) Jennifer (laughs) Lopez. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Um, Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) It's a dramatization of a real story where um, strippers in a nightclub during the recession in the 80s decide to drug men, take their money, and yeah. 
That's basically it. It was really good. Con- Constance Wu was fantastic in it. She deserves an Oscar nomination. She doesn't deserve a win, though. Same with J-Lo. J-Lo was actually really good. Like, really good. I, Oscar nomination good. And I'm going to say it. I said it there. Whatever. Judge me. Um, Gemini Man with Will Smith, where he plays two people. He plays himself, and then he plays his clone. Um, he acted way better as his clone than himself, which was really strange. Um, <laughs> That's weird. I, I, yeah, it was so weird because, like, the regular version of him was, like, emotionless, and maybe he did that on purpose. And then his clone was all, his clone was 25 years younger, so they had this de-aging motion capture thing going on. And he was so emotional. He was always crying. I was like, oh, my God, I love this clone. Um, and then there's Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. Um, oh, let me just go back. Gemini Man's about Will Smith. He's uh, retiring um, FBI black ops type agent. And they send his clone out to kill him, they being the government, uh, because he knows too much. So that's why it's called Gemini Man. Um, Ad Astra you scared is about... me for a second. What? Why? You, because all you said, all I heard at the beginning was Will Smith is retiring. I was like, what? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I mean, maybe he should. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm just kidding. I, like I need to retire. Kidding. <laughs> just kidding, Will. Um, Ad Astra is about Brad Pitt, who um, is an astronaut who goes out into space looking for his dad, who is kind of lost in space. Ad Astra means to the stars or some some crap like that. It was actually a good movie. I think maybe the title kind of like, eh. Because I know that when you when you name movies, that's so important. And I know it's petty, but that's so important if people are going to see it. Um, But yeah, this movie was actually pretty good. Um, Still, First Man with Ryan Gosling is my favorite space movie of all time. It was so good. Um, And then the movie that both Frank and I saw, um, It Chapter Two, Oh My God. What an insane movie. He knows one guy. What an insane <laughs> movie. What did you think about that movie? I almost, what did you think of it? <laughs> I don't, because what you just said, we may have felt a little different. So I thought it was just a lot going on. And I, okay. I was really pissed off, though. So... Let me explain something to you, okay? I was really pissed off that the one black guy in the whole damn movie, okay, he got about three seconds storyline. Everybody else got this whole big explanation. And then the whole thing, the movie started off with a gay bashing, and then the damn clown ate the gay guy. It's like, why can't you eat somebody else? This this clown I, does not eat adults. He he made a point to make an exception and be like, I'm gonna eat that gay guy. What the fuck? 
I was pissed. I was so well, pissed. Well, that part, um, see, no, I get, I get the frustration. <laughs> that part actually, mm. um, I've read the book, and because I, I loved the original film. Because I, oh, you know, I was gonna say, I know that part's in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I definitely don't want to defend any. Like I don't know true intentions behind why they made like certain things. Like you said with the. Um, with the African-American actor's storyline, which I, he had a little, mm-hmm. I remember there was the whole thing with the tribe thing. Um, I, right. just, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it was all like, if it was director stuff, like behind the scenes, or if it was because when the time period of this whole story was, like I don't know if they were trying exactly. to stay more true to that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's open to interpretation. But what kills me about them is they kept that part, and they'll say, oh, it was in the book. But yet, in the book, Eddie dies way earlier, and Mike has a way bigger role in it. So, don't, no, don't tell me that it was in the book. Y'all is homophobic, and I'm pissed. And then the whole thing with Eddie and, um, Eddie and Richie, they're actually, like, like, Richie's, like, in love with Eddie. And it's like a whole thing, but they kind of glossed mm-hmm. over it. They kind of like painted over it real quickly. Like, hello, guys. Why do you think Richie put R plus E on the the, the post? Like, don't you guys get it? Like, he was in love with him. And it was just like brushed over. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, and I, I wonder, I wonder, yeah, and that's the same thing. I wonder if it was just because of like, the whole quote, like time period, how like of course, like it wasn't accepted. To um, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna put my phone. Mike I'm gonna put my phone <laughs> in my mouth and swallow it. Mike drop. I can't. I've dropped this, this phone more during this podcast than I have my entire life. <laughs> I don't. Love my it. phone's like trying to get away. I don't know. Sorry. Um, it's okay. What was a one thing about no, but the in movie, the book, in the book, okay. they're like more together in the book, but in they the movie, are, yeah. they're just like, eh. so yeah. I mean mm. that, yeah, that one I can't answer as much. Um, one thing I will admit is I don't know if you felt this way, maybe not. Um, I was losing track on um, certain characters. Like Eddie and mm-hmm. like I was starting to confuse which guy was which until like a yeah. while. Like I knew who the main one was, but everyone else, like I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I was like, who was the chubby one? <laughs> right. <laughs> it took a while. Yes. <laughs> yes, and they kind of like they kind of tried to keep you in. It was just kind of a mess, but it was still scary. It was just kind of a mess though. Um. It was just too much happening all at once. It's like they crammed, like, they went kind of slow in the first one. And the first one was really good, and it set everything up. And then this one, it was just, like, raw. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, is, what just happened? Like, oh, my God. And, like, <laughs> how they killed him, I'm like, oh, come on. At first, I was yeah, like, I oh, come on. But then I thought about it. And I said, oh, if you really think about it, it makes sense towards the story. Like, if you don't believe 
he's not going to be real because he feeds off of fear. So, okay, it makes sense yeah. now. But my initial reaction was like, oh, come on. So. And if anybody wants I mean, to yeah. review, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, I I normally don't watch scary movies. Um, I mm-hmm. know, like, I know tons of people that love horror movies. I just, I don't know, more of a comedy person, like ro- romantic, whatever. Um, but because I already knew how the story was kind of going to be like, I was like, oh, this might be a little bit easier. I, mm-hmm. I know you said you were scared during this movie. I actually mm. laughed a lot during this movie. <laughs> I want to point out one scene without like giving oh, anything boy. away. There's, I think there's I just know that what you're going to say. <laughs> with the old woman, I knew like, it. dancing in the back. <laughs> I'm like, like once that played, I couldn't even get scared yeah. after because yeah. that, that image could not leave my head. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that, and that's from the trailer, <laughs> so he's not giving away a spoiler, guys. Um, but yeah, as I was about to say, if you want to. Any full reviews, I'm always, whenever I go to the movies, I do a full review. So check out my pod, uh, my blog, realmmorgan.blogspot.com. Um, and the w- reason why I mentioned it, because as I was about to say, because I just realized I had lost track, I wrote my, my tiny non-spoiler review of Joker, and it got 240 hits on it. Holy crap! Ooh, like, I'm like, I was shocked. I was like, oh, okay, okay, people breathing, okay. So yeah, um, and like I said, I I always try not to do spoilers. I don't think that's good to do spoilers. Um, yeah. And my format is, I'll give you like a little my five star rating, then I'll tell you to keep reading, then I'll talk about the plot, and then I'll talk about the performances. So. Um, TV, I, like I said, hate the lead person, her character, not her as a person, because I don't know her, um, in Station 19. That character is the most annoying character on the planet. Um, Station 19. I heard someone say that. Really? Uh, Yeah, no, I've heard, I've heard that a lot. Oh, 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 I thought you meant it's not the first time. Yeah, she is so, like, her her character is so incredibly selfish. So if you don't know what Station 19 is, it's um, a sequel to Grey's Anatomy, and it's about the firefighters in Seattle. Um, and Station 19 begins with their chief, um, He's on medical leave, and it happens to be Herrera, who's the main character, her dad. She is the most selfish character in history. So she moves in with her friend, who's also a firefighter, um, and a former Olympian. She walks into the bathroom and starts talking to her while she's showering. I'm like, bitch, bitch. And then later on in episodes, where the same character does it to her, she goes, uh, excuse me, boundaries. I'm like, bitch, you did that to her. I was <laughs> so angry. And I, yes, yes, I did say that to my TV. I don't care about admitting it. I was so pissed off. 
Oh my God. Ooh. Have you seen Station 19? No, I just I heard about it yeah. and I saw. Oh, okay. I've that act the actress for the main character. She's like, mm-hmm. why can't I? Was she in Grey's Anatomy? She's in something else. I don't know. If, I thought it was Grey's Anatomy, but it might be something else. She's in my nightmare. She's in. Oh. <laughs> oh. That chick. Anyway. Um. The other show I watch is Power. It's in its sixth and final season. Let me just tell you, I'm going to write a petition to change.org to get this season rewritten. It is the worst final season since Game of Thrones. I mean, this season sucks. And I did look online. They have all new writers from their past seasons. And it is so obvious. The dialogue, the action, ugh. I just, I hate it. Uh, do you watch Power? No, is that the one with 50 Cent? Yeah. Or a different? I honestly no, didn't different. watch it because, oh, it's a uh, different one. Yeah. Yeah. So Power is basically about the drug drug world in New York. It stars Omari Hardwick as Jamie slash, well, his name is James. His nickname is Jamie because Jamie's a nickname for James. But his drug name is Ghost. Um, Joseph Sakura as Tommy, his best friend who grew up with him, who is Joseph Sakura is probably the sexiest redhead on the planet. Oh my fucking god, he's so hot. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. This season sucks. It, it will have an episode here or there that will make you like, oh, my God, that's awesome. And then you find out it was written by a person who's been on the, been with the show since forever. So that's why. Mm. Um, they're splitting it up. It just got done last week with eight episodes, and it's going to come back for the next seven, and then it's going to be done. And then they're going to do a prequel with Mary J. Blige. And, yeah. The other show I'm writing. I, I'm I must tell everybody to to watch this show. It's called The Masked Singer. Excuse me. It is the best competition reality show in history. I fucking love it. Oh, my God. So it's in season two. And it's about, um, you. Ha- it literally is singers. They could be athletes. They could be people who have never, you've never heard them sing before, to season that last year, Gladys Knight was dressed up as a bee, and you have clues, and every week you try to figure out who they are, and they sing every week, and at the end, you find out who the, the last person standing is. Um, they do performances every week, and then two become the bottom two, and then out of the two, one of them leaves. And is it unmasked, and the other one goes to the next round. Last year, T Pain blew everybody away. I had no idea who he was because his singing voice is so soulful. And I'm like, who the hell is that? And um, this season, I get, I swear, okay, the flower has to be Patty LaBelle. There can be nobody else. It has to be Patty LaBelle. It has to be. The flower is patted about. No one can tell me differently. So No, I, um, I feel like I heard that. But 
the thing it was with the masked singer, um, people disguise their voices. So like with Gladys Knight, the first note, like when she started singing, I knew it was Gladys Knight because I grew up on Gladys Knight. But recently they had um, another singer on. Well, let me talk about last season because I don't want to give anything away. Last season, I was like, is that Donny Osmond? I think Peacock is Donny Osmond, but I'm not sure. And then there are a couple notes that Donny hasn't hit that I've never heard. And I'm like, no, it's not Donny. It's somebody else. Uh, of course it was Donny Osmond. So they kind of do that. Um, and then Rumor Willis was on, and I'm like, I know that's Rumor. No, wait. No, it's not. That doesn't sound like rumor. Rumor can't hit that note. And it was freaking rumor was. So, yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. But Jenny McCarthy annoys the fuck out of me. Every single episode last season, she hasn't done it yet, but every episode, Frank, she was like, oh, my God, take off the mask. I need to know who you are. Jenny, the whole point of the show is to find out who they are at the end. You dumb bitch. Oh, she annoyed me so much, Frank. I wanted to be through the TV and shake Are they scripted? <laughs> uh, I don't know. But every episode, yeah, she was like, oh, my God, I need to know who you are. Take off your mask. I'm like, we all want to know, Jenny. <laughs> Shut up. She hasn't done it this season, though. And maybe she got the feedback. Ugh. But, yeah, those are the that's, – um, that's one of my favorite new shows. It's on a Wednesday night on Fox. At eight o'clock, so good, so good. You don't even need to like go back and watch it. Just start this week. It's so good. Um, what TV shows have you watched that you would like to talk about? So I, the fun fact, I don't really have cable, or at least like use the okay. cable. So I, so I definitely catch everything on Netflix. Um, or or YouTube sometimes. Um, two newer, I guess, shows, because one was only like a one-season eight-part thing, and then the other show only has two seasons. Um, one of them, mm-hmm. the one with the eight-part was Unforgivable. I don't know if you heard of that mm-hmm. one. I've heard of it, but um, I haven't watched it. So that show, that show was really good. Um without giving anything away, I just think it's a good, she pretty much, it's a young girl who um, is raped and she, long story short, she isn't believed by the police. And it just, I'm, I'm a law and order SVU fan, but this show really dug into, instead of just like the police type stuff, it also dug into like the entire experience of a rape victim um especially someone that's not being believed and there's other people too that come up here and there um but that show i felt like really went in depth with some things and it didn't it didn't need to have like a wow factor to it which was surprising like it still was good without needing like that drama and stuff and suspense Mm -hmm. um and then the other one is i actually i'm not the biggest I wasn't the biggest fan of um, Jessica Biel, but that show, The Sinner, was real. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, I want to say I just finished the second season. She's in the first season. 
Um, okay. Really good performance. I definitely recommend that one as well if you haven't seen it. She um, she ends up – it's hard not to give that one away, so I won't give too much on that because there's just a – that shows, like, tons of crazy stuff happens. But she um, – she, long story short, she ends up in prison um, um. for killing someone. But there's a lot mm-hmm. more backstory to it, and that's the part I don't want to give away. Um, but really good okay. performance because I've only I've only really seen her in um, Seventh Heaven. Um, yeah. But yeah, just really yeah, definitely she surprised me. Hmm. Might have to check that out. Any other shows? Um, I want to say those are the two main ones that I just finished. I'm watching something okay. that I guess was translated from French. <laughs> it's called The oh. Hookup Plan. That's pretty good so far. Um, but that's also on. Oh, okay. That's like a Netflix one too. Um, hmm. Yeah, some of them I don't remember the names that I watch because they'll only be like one season. I watch it so quick. Well, I haven't watched it, but my friend at work actually told me. She came up to me was it yesterday or the day before? No, not yesterday, obviously, not Saturday. Um, it was either Thursday or Friday. She came up to me. She's like, have you seen Basketball Lives? I'm like, no. Um, uh. like, oh, it should be canceled. It's awful. Oh, my God. Have you seen that show? You just reminded me that. <laughs> um, I did. Oh, okay, because I don't That's... know anything about it. So I, so with me, I <laughs> another fun fact. I watch shows that I actually talk about, and then I watch other shows that I don't admit to anyone <laughs> that I watch. Oopsie. It's that, like, guilty pleasure. Like, I don't want to watch it. It's like it's the mm-hmm. car accident you can't look away from type thing, and that was definitely right. this type of show. Um, mm. So I did actually watch – I just finished – I want to say their uh, season nine, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Season eight or nine. I think season nine. They just finished. Um, so anyone that doesn't know what that show's about, it's pretty much like ex, most of them are exes, um, basketball wives of, for example, there's Shawnee O'Neal, that's Shaq's ex-wife, um, mm-hmm. Tammy Roman, I think is going to be leaving, but she was the ex-wife of Kenny Rogers, another basketball player, obviously, um, yeah, so they're like, they're pretty much either dating a basketball player or they're broken up. Or whatever. Um, yeah, your friend, I definitely agree. That last season, the issue with this show, I noticed, is the show it was supposed to be about, like, oh, the wives bond and support one another. And to show, like, to portray the story of what wives actually go through, through this, like, through these men's careers and everything. But this last season, yeah. probably even a couple more beforehand unfortunately it just turned into a bunch of girls attacking one or two ladies um and it just and one of those ladies this is gonna i'll say this is gonna fire you up i mean (laughs) one of these ladies Uh is a beautiful dark african woman um Uh she's i want to say she's i think she's from nigeria i don't remember exactly but she Uh. Is um she's a retired football player, so she's like a very different type of girl they normally get on that show, and they just mm-hmm. I think they were just super jealous because this girl was super confident, um you know just that I feel like unfortunately that Hollywood scene I 
I don't want to, like, assume anything, but, I mean, I just feel like sometimes they can be kind of colorless. They want darker-skinned people to lighten their skin, and I just feel like they had an issue with this girl, um, one of the reasons being that um, there's a basketball wife on that show named Evelyn who was just awful um, to this girl and just mm-hmm. people in general, super violent. She used, um, for example... She um she dated Chad o- Ochocinco, if anyone knows that football player. Um, there's a mm-hmm. whole that's a long story, that whole thing. But she um when they were fighting, she would use like um gifts or like gifts or Im- or like emojis of like a monkey and it's like, you know, obviously it's gonna be taken as like you're like you know, you're being racially offensive towards mm-hmm. someone else. Like, I don't know, I just I feel like um, another problem too, Shawnee O'Neill is an executive producer of the show and mm-hmm. she's a cast member, which it's like she partially has control on who's on the show. So it's like, it's kind of like you're on a show with your boss. So you don't, you feel like you can't really fight with your boss because they'll just let you go type thing. Mm-hmm. And they, and I feel like people follow that woman and this Evelyn girl and just like attack this young lady. And it just, yeah, it's not something I'm going to watch again. My friend gave the exact same review as you did. Like, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm going to skip that one. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny you say that, though? I've watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and they have gotten so awful towards each other. Kim said, you know, Courtney, you don't have to be in the picture. You're the most uninteresting looking person ever. What? And Courtney's crying and Kim's like, well, Courtney used to be this mean before. The woman's had three kids. She's evolved. I feel like Kim is now like the mean girl. And even Kris Jenner said that. She's like, you girls fight so mean to each other. But then if somebody else says something about their sisters, they're going to jump on them. Only I can talk about my sister. How about nobody talk about your sister the way that you talk? Please stop. But it's neither here nor there. Um, also, um, want to switch gears a little bit, getting a little serious, little subject. Um, my... I had this I had this thing where I am not prideful. I'm not prideful at all. Um, I can admit when I'm wrong. I 100% can. But I haven't been doing it. And so I finally did this week. Um, long story short, I have a friend who, um, I have a couple friends. I was a little snippy with them and it was hard for them to see if they were joking around with me or not. One day, you know, they could say something. Like, for example, one of my friends was like, oh, my God, look at your outfit. You look like you should be on a boat. And I was like, this bitch is being rude to me. So I got snippy with her. But then the next day she'd be like, oh, I love your shirt. And so I'm like, yes, I, I get that that is a compliment. So thank you. And then another friend would say other things. And so it's like they felt that I was being, you know, kind of moody. And we're still friends and whatever, 
But, you know, Thursday night I sat down, and I have a whole staycation this week. And I said, before I go on staycation, I want to leave people with something. So I sat down, and I hand-wrote six letters to six of my friends, and a couple of them I apologized to. And I said, listen, I am not perfect. I am constantly learning. I understand we've moved past this stage of our friendship, but I want to, like, I want to officially apologize for being kind of difficult, and I'm sorry. And I gave them all cards, thank you cards, and then I put the letters in it. And I gave it to them on Friday, and I got hugs. I got, oh, my God, you didn't have to say that. And I'm like, yes, I did. Um, I felt so good. Like, it felt so good to, like, make somebody else's day. You know what I mean? They're, they're my friends. Of course I can admit it. So have you ever admitted you were wrong before? Yes. Um, that's like an understatement. There's, oh, yes. let's see, where to even start? Um, I just know in general, it's, um, and I, I feel like before I even get into myself, that was very brave of you to do that. Because um, it's, mm-hmm. it's dif- you're welcome. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult to see things from other people's point of view because we feel like when we feel so passionate or so, or like we feel some pride, like it's definitely, it's hard to see that other point of view. Cause we'll just, we'll feel so good about just whatever it is, like whatever path we went down. Um, but also I think, I think people also have a right to the way they feel. Um, we all have different um, perceptions on life and I'm trying to, open up my horizons with, you know, I used to just be come good friends with people who believed in the same things I did, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to expand um, some people that I know in life. They, we don't think the same way, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to also see like that that's okay because, you know, we are different. Right. Um, I might not, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, there, I may have a friend that we don't, we're not into the same political party, for example, but I, mm-hmm. but there's things about them that still make them a good person, regardless of our belief on that matter. As long as the belief, any belief they have isn't harming someone else, or it's not like mm-hmm. they're not using those beliefs to just completely attack people or hurt themselves. Like that's when I can kind of like, at least just be open-minded because you don't have to agree with everyone, but like, I feel like it's really strong to at least be open-minded and listen to others. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, I feel like I want to, I went a little off topic, but um, no, I, you're fine. I definitely, I definitely had to admit. Um, so if you were my, <laughs> I always tell, I tell people sometimes if you were my friend back in high school, um, God bless you, <laughs> because that was, one of the worst versions of myself that I can pinpoint to this day. I never want to be that person that I was. There was, of course, still a couple of good qualities about me, but they were so, they were just shadowed by all of these negative behaviors that I was doing Mm -hmm. for insecurity reasons or whatever, just stuff that I was going through in life that I wasn't opening up about. 
with these people, but um, I, it, I never, I used to blame, <laughs> I used to blame being Italian for the reason why I was so stubborn when <laughs> in reality, <laughs> when in reality that has nothing to do with it. I just was a, like, I was just a stubborn individual, um, mm-hmm. a person that just needed to open up my ideals more. And I, I definitely had a lot of growing to do. I would never admit when I was wrong about something. And now I'm definitely a lot better where if I, where if I'm not like 50% on an idea, I definitely just fully listen to it and accept it. And maybe I'll do research later, but, um, Mm. long story short, I definitely have, um, it's hard to do, but I have admitted when I'm wrong in situations and it's, it's definitely interesting when the rules, um, just growing up as the rules reversed in certain situations, mm-hmm. and it was more so the other person that had to admit something and they didn't. It was just interesting to watch that because it was kind of just like looking in a reflection <laughs> of who I was. I was like, wow, like I was just like that. Like it's, it was, it was mm-hmm. definitely, it's definitely interesting. And honestly, like just the psych field in general really, I believe, helped me completely yeah like delve into my psyche and look at issues like admitting when you're wrong and that's mostly too why I decided to admit when I was wrong because if I reverse the situation I would want to hear somebody's somebody's apology like one of my friends again we had moved past the situation we totally did we moved past it But I never sat down and said, I'm sorry for this situation. I was wrong in this situation. I handled it poorly. I'm sorry. I never said that. And I felt like if it was the reverse, I would want that apology. And it also told her right up front with me apologizing, it told her right up front, if something happens in the future and you feel like you need to apologize, I'm here. Like, I'm not going to judge. I'm, I'm going to be okay with it. You know? So it's like, it, it, I hope it opened the two-way street. So, but I yep. think today's society, we just don't do it. You ever, do you ever think that after he's retired, like, out of the office, 45 is going to say, I'm sorry for my presidency. I suck. He's never going to say that. <laughs> and that's the society we live in today. We don't apologize when we make mistakes. It's awful because when we're in, when we're growing up, what do our parents say? Oh, you got to go apologize to your friend. You messed up. And then when we become adults, we forget that we have to do that still. So whatever. Um, one of our final topics that I wanted to bring up is if you listen to the podcast from uh, Friday, I was talking to Philip and who's an amazing guy, by the way. If you, if you just want to hear the conversation of an amazing guy, listen. Um, but he kept saying, you know, I'm alone. I've been alone for this long. And I'm like, mm, you're single. You're not alone. And so it got me thinking, there is a huge difference between being single and being alone. And I think very few people are alone. And I think we need to really stop saying I'm alone, and continue saying I'm single. Um, for me, 
I am single. I've been single and celibate since August 2011. I am proud of myself for doing it. I'm waiting for my next relationship. But when I say I'm single, I'm saying that I can go to the movies. I can go out to dinner at a restaurant and sit at a booth or a table. I can go to a sporting event. I do these things alone. But it's because I'm single. So I I know it sounds a little weird, you know, alone and single are basically the same thing. But at the same time, because I'm single, my friends can come with me. My friends, one of my friends, two of my friends actually went to see Downton Abbey with me when I went the second time. If I was completely alone, I wouldn't have friends. I would be depressed. When I think of alone, I think of depressed in your house, crying every day. Oh, there goes my noisy neighbor. I don't know if you can hear him. <laughs> no, anyway, I didn't. <laughs> um, what, you did? No, I actually didn't. Oh, okay. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the two? So I actually, I agree with you that they are different. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're exactly the same thing. Um, for, mm. for the past two years, I feel like I've truly been single and not feeling like alone or lonely. Um, because you mm-hmm. can, you can feel alone while you're in a relationship like, I know I mm-hmm. felt that time and time again. And there's a quote that I wrote down that I like. It's, if you're single, focus on being a better you. Instead of looking for someone better than your ex, a better you will attract a better next. Um, mm-hmm. it's, easy, it's easy for us to want to fill the void. And I think there's a void when it comes to being alone. And there's not so much a void when being single, like you said, how you can do things by yourself. If you're alone, I don't think you're as capable of doing those things. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it is easy for us to want to fill that void of losing that last partner we were with. And we think that some re, some rebound person or someone in general will help heal that pain, but it doesn't. It's like mm-hmm. putting a Band-Aid on a burn. Regardless, it's going right. to take time to heal and the right methods to actually heal that burn truly. And it's okay to be single. There's nothing wrong yes. with it. Stop comparing yourself to your brother who's got three kids and married, to your sister, to your cousin, to your best friend, to your coworker. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. You don't know if they're married for the kids, if, if whatever. You don't know the situation. That, that's not your story. Stop comparing. And I, Every time I think about this, I think about Nick Vial, who um, has a podcast with Vial Files. Um, listen to it uh, anywhere that you listen to podcasts. It's actually on iHeartRadio. He is the second oldest of 11 kids, and he is single. And he's just like, he's for also from The Bachelor Nation. He was on two seasons of The Bachelorette his own season of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, and he's still single. And sometimes there's, like, a sadness to his voice, and I'm just, like, he's comparing himself to his siblings. He's comparing himself to his friends, to other people in Bachelor Nation. And I almost just want to, like, I've been on his podcast once, actually. I was a guest speaker on it. That's a whole other podcast, bro. But, um... (laughs) 
I honestly want to, like, hug him when I hear it. Um, we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people. We need, this is our life we're living. We have to go at our, our own pace. Look at George Clooney. George Clooney is 50, in his mid-50s, and he recently, within the past five years, got married and had two kids. He said, I'm never getting married again because he had a, a marriage in his younger years. And he said, I'm definitely never having kids. He wrote his own story. John Stamos, he always wanted to get married and have kids. He had one marriage in the 90s. It didn't work. And then, oh, no, early 2000s. And then he got married. He's 50-something years old, and he has a baby now. Like, we've got to start writing our own stories and stop comparing ourselves. It's just so important. So. Um, yeah, I, I had a big, a I had a big, time, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I just, yeah, I had a big transition from lonely or from alone to single from, I need to be in a relationship or I need to have a mm-hmm. boyfriend or whoever mm-hmm. to, I want to have one. Um, right. like family holiday parties. I, I, most of those I've gone to alone, <laughs> I can admit and you mm-hmm. always get that question of, oh, like, are you talking to anyone or whatever? And I just, like, that used to be a depressing topic where now it's like, no, like, I, this is the life I have and I'm happy with it. I don't need someone to define my happiness. We can channel mm-hmm. our own inner happiness. We're, we're all powerful enough and all capable enough to do that. So I don't yeah. need someone. I just want someone. Yes, that is it. And so funny because I've been saying that for a while now. I want someone in my life. I don't need someone. Awesome. Um, actually, we have about 10 minutes, so our final topic before we give our shout-out. Um, there seems to be a division within the LGBT community. Um, a lot of people, well, not a lot, some gay men aren't supportive of trans people. And then you have other people, like there was a big debate that, oh, the pride flag should have the the black stripes and the brown stripes for the black and brown trans people and lesbian people. It didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. What I wanted to say is this. Number one, I know a lot of people make fun of the LGBT plus community Why do you have so many damn letters? It's the alphabet community. Well, let me tell you something, cisgender, heterosexual people. The reason why we keep adding letters is because all of these people are different. Pansexual, asexual, all of these people, they're all different. The the cisgender, hetero community makes fun of them. Where are they going to go? They come to the LGBT community because they know we're accepting and we're loving and we don't judge well we shouldn't judge so that's why we have so many letters because we're trying to include different people who don't have a home to go to think of us as like a foster parents where we're trying to take in everybody that doesn't feel included we've taken back the word queer we've reclaimed it that that means something different than it than it did in the 80s and the 90s And for some reason, I feel like, and thank God it's not been my experience personally, but I hear 
so many people saying, well, why include trans people? Why include this, that, and third? I mean, I think I, I answered that because we all need a home, but what are your thoughts on the, the division that we have in our community, Frank? Well, first off, um, before we do, you know, any of these, like I'll look up the topics a little bit um, mm-hmm. just to get, mm-hmm. you know, just to refresh my mind. Um, and with this, when I typed in LGBTQIA community division, when you type that into mm-hmm. Google, the first thing that comes up says, did you mean LGBT community division? And it's like, no, oh. and then all the letters. <laughs> I found that very Even Google hates that. <laughs> but it's just yeah, it's inter- like when see when people see like I just feel like if that's coming up so much, like people who are just you know surfing the web, they're not like the full letters aren't coming up, so they're not going to be informed as much about that topic. It's going to stay an unknown topic for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, with all of the different sections in the community. I, um, lately I've been seeing, um, at least through my Facebook and just online more so, um, gay men compared to everything else. Um, and there it's just, it's been a little disappointing. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. where I just, I, there's just a lot of hate, like there's just a lot of hatred just between gay men, let alone mm-hmm. like I can only, um, I can only imagine how much hatred towards like like a gay man towards um a transgender individual. I um mm-hmm. it's just insane. Like it's I think we're still trying to there's been so much hate spread in this world unfortunately. I think we're all still trying to figure out how to love one another. And it's so crazy because it's like that in the black community too. Like okay, if you take take the gay community and take black community or take the LGBTQ community and take the black community. Two communities that have constantly in history been put upon, been oppressed, been beaten down, been killed. And then within those communities, we hate each other. Like what? Shouldn't we be banding together? Shouldn't we be clinging to each other for like dear life? Because we have each other in the end. I don't understand it, and it drives me bonkers. I was actually, um, I don't know if anybody's watched this, but I'm telling every person in the LGBTQ plus community, watch the show Pose, because you would, it's in, it's going to be starting its third season next year, so there's two seasons out. This is set in the 80s. The first season is set in the 80s. The way gay men treated trans women in the 80s was deplorable. Deplorable. Misgendering. So physically throwing this trans woman out of a gay bar. So when, when today when heterosexual cisgender people call trans women he, call us, you know, oh, you're just a man in a dress, that's nothing we haven't heard. It's just sad that things haven't changed. But I will say, from my experience, I have had one of the best transitions. Um, I've gotten more love from the 
LGBT plus community than I ever received when I was a, a seemingly cisgender gay man. I've gotten so much more love and support, seriously. Um, it's just sad hearing those stories. And it's even more sad every single day I wake up and I hear that a black trans woman's murdered. It, it, mm, let me just not go there because my blood's going to boil. And it's Sunday. I'm good with the Lord today. Amen. Praise Jesus. Um, I'm not trying to get mad. Ugh, but, yeah. So that is it for our show and our main topic. Hopefully you've enjoyed us being back in the swing of things. Um, before we go, we have about five minutes left. I want to give some shout-outs. I wanted to give two shout-outs. Speaking of the black trans community, um, recently this woman on Twitter, black Twitter, because there's a division of black Twitter. It's the thing. I know Frank, whatever. Um, she <laughs> said, hashtag black girl magic is for only black women that are, that are born female. And her name is Auntie P-E-E-B-Z, Auntie Peb, at um, DP, DPBG on Instagram. She said, I created hashtag Black Girl Magic to include trans women. So boo-hoo on you, boo. Um, and she just followed me. She followed me on Twitter, on Instagram today. Oh, yeah. Made my life made my life, okay? I am, like, so happy right now. Oh, cool. Um, and <laughs> I'm crazy today. My last shout-out will have to go to, um, okay, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I'll tell you why I'm shouting him out. His name is Nick Kosier. He's from Fox 46. His um, Instagram is Fox 46 Nick. The reason why I like it, well, number one, he is cute as a button. The cute, like, when when I say cute, you just, like, want to squeeze him. He's married with kids. He's a, um, I think he's a meteorologist in, Char- I think, Charlotte. I'm not sure where. He's on Instagram, and he all he does, all he posts is, like, dancing videos of him dancing to hip-hop. And I know white guy dancing, let me tell you, he is one of the best dancers ever. He is so good. You have to look him up. And today, I checked his Instagram, 1.1 million followers. You go ahead, boo. You go ahead. <laughs> so, shout out. Frank, what, who are your shouts out? So, my, um, it was hard to just pick Two, but I, I, I eliminated it to two. You know, I can always shout, shout out others later. I decided to go with a certain theme, and that mm-hmm. was um, small business and art. Um, okay. These two people, so I'm going to start with, these two people are just very talented. Um, first one, and I did their Instagram tag. They also have Facebook pages, too. You can search them okay. through. Um, first one, I want to give a shout out to Hector LeBoy. His Instagram is hec. T-O-R-L-J-R underscore art. So Hector L-J-R underscore art. He has, um, he has one project for me in the works. He does a lot of, 
he, I mean, he does a few different things, but I saw a lot of um, Mario characters and, like, Pokemon. Um, very talented. He just went to he had an event in Boston recently, and he said that went really well. I just wanted to give him a shout-out because I just think okay. his work was very talented and that you should definitely check it out. He has um, he has a little over 1,000 on Instagram. Um, and nice. then this um, – woman Rachel White her um her art is called Wisteria Designs so you can also search that on Facebook but her Instagram tag is at chaotic boy mom so c h a o t i c b o y m o m um i have just bought my third piece <laughs> from her um they're nice i it's hard to describe how amazing i just what i love about these two as well is I love getting unique artwork. I'm not like, I'm a writer. I'm not the best artist when it comes to like art, art, <laughs> like I'm just an artist in the way of my writing. Um, so I give a lot of props to these two, but Rachel has painted, I have one that's like, it's during a storm um, in the ocean. So like you see the waves just, I'm looking at it right now and every, nice. you can see every single detail in that painting in the water. Um, I just ordered this amazing tree with gold leaves and I'd ordered another painting for a friend of, of um, a raccoon, but there, there's tons of works. Um, on her Instagram, you'll see um, her Etsy shop with the paintings, um, just okay. super talented. She was painting like one painting a day. I didn't know what she was doing <laughs> with her life. <laughs> she has kids too. I was like, how is she doing this? Just amazing. Um, I, wow. Like when do you get to sleep, you know, but she, right. um, I was there, she had a few hundred followers and she's also fun fact. She also works for Pure Haven as well. That's how we met. Nice. She's out in, oh, I don't want to say Ohio. Is it Michigan? Sorry, Rachel. I don't remember. <laughs> it was one or the other, <laughs> I swear. But, um, but you can check her out online and same thing with Hector. Sorry. Those are my two shout outs. <laughs> cool. And where can people follow you? Can Hector do? Me, yeah. There is me. Mm -hmm. um, before I drop my phone for the fifth time, let me get that out. <laughs> <laughs> there is, and then we can end with that mic drop. You can um, find me in tons of places, but I guess online you can find me at either um, my personal, I think is like the real Frank Deluzio or something, but Frank Anthony is my name on there. Um, Facebook.com slash Pure Frank is my business Facebook and at Pure Frank PH is my Instagram for my business. Um, I think my personal one's just like F Deluzio 12. As long as you follow the business ones, I'm happy. <laughs> cool. And you can always follow me at Real Emmy Morgan on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And buy my books. Make me happy. All right. Thank you so much, Frank, for coming on. We'll have to Thank have you, you back. And yeah. everyone check out the, um, again, for other shows, if you want to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the spilled tea. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
feel thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.